Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. And Shane. That's me playing Alexandra, the Human Bard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And John. Hello. I play Ludidas, uh, Elven Monk. All right, so last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, uh, you had hired a boat and Lightdale to travel to Kala. Um, you made some plans and you uh, also, um, before you got up the next morning to get on the boat, um, your companion Vikala has disappeared without saying a word or leaving a note. You traveled down river for a day and now find yourselves at the docks of Kala. Uh, at this point, it's probably about 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, you see a bunch of ships um, leaving and coming into the docks here. You pull into uh, one of the, the docks, and uh, the sailors scurry around the, uh, the boat, putting on moorings and lines, tying the, uh, the ship to the dock. And you are going to see um, two Kala guards uh, approach the uh, ship the deckhands lower uh, the gangplank from the ship down to the docks and you uh, see Captain Bright Pine uh, descend the gangplank and uh, go down and talk to the guards uh, after probably about two minutes of uh, conversation uh, you're going to see the uh, captain walk back onto the boat uh, followed by the two guards so as they reach the deck captain um, says out to uh, the deckhands and you overhear this saying uh, prepare for boarding they head to inspect our cargo and then you're going to see the uh, two guards um, start walking around the deck uh, opening uh, crates and looking inside of barrels uh, you see one uh, descend down these steps into the lower hold one of the guards who uh, Juliet you would notice um, has a corporal insignia um, on his breast and he's going to uh, approach uh, your group he's just going to go up to the uh, the closest person who we'll just say is uh, Alexander right now is everybody what's everybody's disguise situation right now are you what are you doing I've been casting every day for eight hours I've been casting either alter self or disguise self to change my appearance to a gold dragonborn. Okay. I haven't cast any alterations and I have the uh, 
cloak of, well, the robes of Arathus on. Okay. So, uh, how about a Lunados and um, Talia? Talia didn't plan ahead, so she's just gonna <laughs> climb into a dark place in the in, in, in the cart and turn into a bat and hide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, Lunados still has his black hair. Um, at this point, I would think uh, it would probably be pretty faded, unless you've been keeping up with that. Okay. Say so we could have used the trip to rethinking the ring. Align, align, alum, uh, what's the word? Attune. Attune. There we go. Reattune the ring. Okay, we'll say that in preparation for that, that you knew this was coming and you reattuned it. Okay. So he is going to be still a half elf, but change his features so that he looks different. Okay. With uh, lighter skin and darker hair. All right, so um, this uh, corporal is going to come up to your group and is just going to say, I'm Corporal Grimes with the Kali God. Who's the leader of the group here? I am. What's your business in Kali? Uh, we're here to visit the temple. Uh, we heard that something happened to us, so we're going to see what we can do to help. Yeah. I'm a member of the Arathis uh, Priesthood. Priesthood. Nasty bit of business, that. Give me a uh, deception check. 20. It says, uh, well, they could surely need the help. It's been several months at this point, and they've barely make a, made a scratch in the rebuilding process. It's still mostly just a pile of stones and ashes. Who, uh, um, uh, point of fact, Talia started this at 11, and she's 13 now. It would have been like a year and a half, at least. Did she start at 11? She did. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. All right. Um, so he's going to uh, say, uh, well, what about the rest of your group here? Uh, they're here to accompany me. Uh, this lady here. Are you out of meta? Uh, is Joliet still in the the Raven Queen getup? Yes. And then uh, Lunanos is just kind of chilling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lady here is my uh, hired help. She's just here to make sure that nothing happened to me along the way. And this gentleman here is the person who's running the cart, which we have down below. What's your names? I believe my name was Roth. <laughs> you can't believe. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a week or more. You write it down? I should have. My name is Starsong Tailscale, a priestess of the Raven Queen. And this here is, um, Buck. Who's, uh, Buck? John. Oh. Because no, no. <laughs> that's what I have written down. Your alias is Buck. I went with Buck. Okay. So what's your business in Kala? I drive the cart. <laughs> I'm here to assist with the rebuilding process. Um, it's good faith between various uh, churches. You know how it is. Give me a deception check. It's not going to go well. Fifteen. Could be worse. Oh, uh, it's mighty strange. You don't hear about too much cooperation between the, uh, the Raven and Arathis, but these are strange times. 
Well, I'll be taking a look at your personal effects while orders to search everyone and interview everyone coming in and out by order of the new mayor. Uh, okay, and what exactly are you, uh, would you like to see? These yeah. ones, like, empty our pockets. Are <laughs> uh, any of you armed? Uh, yes. Uh, not I, but... Uh, I'm not armed on person, but I do carry, uh, weapons in our load in case of emergencies. Uh, I'd be seeing that in any, uh, possible contraband you may be carrying. Uh, I, mean uh, no I don't think we have any con... Oh, I, I, and I mean no offense. Priest. Yeah, of course. It's uh, troubling times. I can I can understand. Um, so do you want us to, like, guard you, guide you to our cart, or... Yes, please lead uh, the way. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll bring him down to the cart and start uh, pulling out any weapons that we happen to have in our storage. Okay. So, uh, um, <laughs> um, do you all have like uh, what weapons and stuff would you have in this cart? Uh, let me check. Uh, uh, so I would assume that nobody has like anything crazy on them on person. Um, so I would assume the the silver long sword. Um. Uh, a glaive, uh, my like two swords, the scimitar and short sword, and like a short bow, and that'd be it, I think. Actually, the glaive and the silver long sword, Juliet has made a weapon bond with, so she can hide those away. Um, oh, okay. Magic land. So oh, you, those are hidden. you do not know how good that is for you. <laughs> 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 because if this guard had seen that longsword, oh, which is a pretty famous longsword, <laughs> oh, it is that was oh, owned yeah. by the previous mirror that you murdered. Oh yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> that okay. would have been a problem. Then it comes to uh, quarterstaff, uh, my scimitar, short sword, and short bow. Okay, so. Um, he goes looking through the cart and sees these, and he looks like looks like pretty standard fare to me. And then, uh, hold on, let me have him do a perception check. All right, so uh, he goes looking around inside the cart, and he's going to see the bat, and he's going to take that quarter staff <laughs> and like try to shoot it away, and says, uh, <laughs> "Looks like you've got a vermin problem here." As, oh, it's uh, uh, he's gonna sk squeak and like scoot further away. Okay, he's gonna head of the party. He's gonna make an attack on you. <laughs> no. Oh, that's a that's a ten. I'm sure that misses. But your it AC does. is a bat. I think it's twelve. Okay. I I would actually have to look it up. Give me a second, but I'm like seventy five percent sure it's twelve. <laughs> I imagine it's just Dex plus your. Well, no, bats have their own AC. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Her AC wouldn't transfer over to the transfer over to the bat. Uh, I do try and like shoo him off of the bat uh, and tell him that it's it's a pet. Yeah, AC twelve. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he takes this quarter staff and he, he tries to like take the the end of it and smash you, smash you, but uh, it misses. Hey man, what are you doing, my staff? 
I'm just shooing away the, the vermin you got here in your cot. Oh, well, I'm sure to be fine. I ain't hurt nothing. So, uh, he lays the, the quarterstaff uh, back into the cart and uh, says, Looks like everything's in order here. And uh, he says, uh, I'll be uh, moving along. Just be aware of uh, there's currently a curfew in the city at sundown. Sounds good to me. And uh, he's going to wipe his hands and uh, climb up the, uh, the steps out of this hole where the uh, cart is. And then uh, you're going to see him and the uh, other guard uh, moving around the boat, uh, talking to the other ship hands. And after about uh, ten more minutes, you're going to see them uh, walk up to the captain and uh, talk to him for about another minute. And then you're going to see uh, the captain reach into his purse and uh, put something in the uh, corporal's hand. And then uh, the corporate, corporal nods to him, and you see him walk off the boat. So after about uh, three or four more minutes, uh, the captain's going to come up to your group and say, uh, Well, we're about to disembark. If you want to go ahead and uh, move your horses and your supplies, uh, you'll probably need to go talk to the dockmaster to uh, hire a crane here to move your cart out of the hold. Sounds reasonable to me. We'll do just that. So we'll say... Uh, you all leave the boat, and you're able to find the, uh, the dock master and hire a crane, and after about an hour or so, um, they move this movable crane over to the uh, boat here and lift your cart out, set it on the ground. You're able to uh, saddle up your horses and the cart, and uh, the city is yours, at least until sundown. Literally ours? We win? We won the city. <laughs> All right, let's go get us in. Yep. Yep. All right, so uh, Juliet and Alexander, um, since uh, you're both from here and uh, Juliet was a guard of Kala, um, you pretty much know everything there is to know about the city. Well, Alexander is not really from here. He's just been here before. Uh, I think we determined he was from here, didn't we? Or was it another city? I thought he was a wandering bard. Well, his parents are somewhere. He wanders yeah. in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we really jotted down that exact uh, notation. I think we mentioned it at one point, but uh, I've got the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> Um, well, just uh, an overview here, up here to the uh, the north where I'm pinging is where you docked. So this is the northern dock district. Uh, this is the market district down here. Um, this over here is businesses and residential. This over here is the government district. Um, so like the mayor's house and the, um, the council hall. Um, there's a garrison over here, uh, which is the main guard headquarters. Um, over here is kind of the temple district, um, as well as over here. Right here is where you see the uh, the, rem uh, the ruins of the temple of Arathis. Um, a lot of the houses through here are either um, like government 
bureaucracy um, buildings or um, embassies from other nations. Most of the houses that you see on the outskirts of the land here are not really slums, but like the lower price housing where like the commoners and workers and uh, dock workers live. Uh, down here is the southern docks. Um, this is the area where um, you began your adventure. Um, it's also where the greasy palm... Where some of us began our adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over here is like where uh, the the, the kind of skeezy part of town is. Like uh, where the greasy palm was located. The massage parlor that uh, ran the safe house for the uh, Red Talons. Uh, and then over here is the pass to Marilesh. Uh, up here to the north is the pass to Luskane. Uh, you would know that this main road that goes through town um, to that either um, kingdoms here that bridges the continents is called the Golden Road. Um, and the other landmark of interest over here is called Moon Lake, um, which is a um, lake fed by the mountains up here um, on the Marilesh side. Um, it also is one of the, like, um, green areas here that is a park uh, set aside for the residents here. Um, you would know that Collab mostly has been taken over by development since there's so little land here. And it's such an important, like, trading town um, that they've filled up most of the spaces here. So... Um, a lot of the roads uh, have been paved because there's a lot of money, plus they need to be able to move stuff in and out of town without it getting bogged down with mud. But uh, a lot of the other spaces in between are dirt um, because there's not a lot of uh, sun that it gets because the houses are so close together. Um, except for the green areas up here in the government district um, that have... Uh, a little bit more space and has been manicured as kind of like the you know a pleasant place for all these uh, nobles to live a uh, quick question Kevin uh-huh. uh, to get my memory in order uh, is this this is the place uh, where we went to the, stayed in the hotel and uh, Talia had the thing with that kid right nope no, no. this is called oh. not um, currently Okay, that makes sense. All the hotels, well, all the ends just melt together in my brain space. Yeah, that was, uh, what was his name? Uh, Michael the Bellhop? Micah, I think. No, that was uh, your, or Tivit's uh, adopted dad. Oh. <laughs> Whatever happened to Tivit anyway? You killed him. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Whoops. What happened to trade and murdered your former companion? Uh, we can we can just my head canon is that he turned into he was turned into a were rat by Orcus and brought back to do stuff. But Kevin has confirmed that. Who Tivit? Okay. Yeah. Now Tivit's super dead. <laughs> that's a normal dead. Super dead. No, I want him to be brought back as a recurring villain. That would be fun. But he's dead. 
death isn't the end. I want the goose. goose. <laughs> the goose? What Have goose? Have you not read about that? Nice. Mm, no, from Untitled Goose some Game. DM, yeah, some DM just made up, like, a villain. But not like a villain villain. Just like it's this goose that just shows up in places it shouldn't be. Even if you've already killed it. And... Well, it's... I'll send you the article. It's hilarious. Okay. It's like an SCP, but he's a goose. He just, like, awkwardly shows up and, like, terrorizes the party every now and again. Like, Honk. just dragging away certain of their possessions. Honk. Honk, honk. Roll, uh... Roll perception to honk. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, you are now in off the boat in the northern dock district. Uh, what do you want to do? I think priority number uno is finding an end to store store all our stuff, since uh, we're not really allowed outside during uh, curfew. Okay, that's a good idea. Um, so Juliet and Alexander, you would both know that because you spent time up here in the northern dock district. Um, that um, these are kind of the, the the nicer docks, whereas the southern docks are the ones that are a little bit more, I want to say skeevy, um, but probably not as nice. So in the you've got two of the the main ends up here that would be in the northern docks. That's the uh, Golden Anchor and the Wayward Maiden. And then um, you have in the south the one that you previously previously stayed in when uh, you first started this was the Trade Winds Inn in the Southern Docks. Um, there's also a couple of other inns um, throughout the city closer to the uh, government district that would be for, let's say... Um, people traveling from other countries, you know, here to petition the government of Kala, or maybe um, people, retainers that are staying with uh, um, traveling dignitaries that are staying in the uh, ambassadorial homes, in the embassies. All right, cool. So let's pick a place to hole up in. You, does anybody have any preference in terms of quality? Uh, not particularly. I mean, Something I think we have some money. Yeah, I think we have some money to throw around. Probably something in the middle. All right, Kevin, what would be something in the middle in terms of quality? Um, well, over here, um, you have a uh, Fortune's Folly, which is uh, an inn that um, you know has from time to time serviced retainers from ambassadors and also um, uh, traveling religious muckety bucks uh, for the temples so that might be a, uh, a good place for you um, that one is a little bit on the nicer side we'll head over there then alright so um, you make your way through town um, to the fortunes folly um, you're seeing a lot of people out here on the streets um, as you would normally would because, you know, Kala is a, a very population-dense uh, city with the, the people that live and work here, um, but also the people who are traveling through 
of moving goods uh, east to west. But one thing that you're going to notice that seems kind of unusual to you, uh, Juliet, is there seems to be a lot heavier guard presence out here on the streets. Um, you were a, uh, a beat guard at one point walking these streets and you know you were charged with you know, maybe 10 blocks of uh, patrol um, but it seems like you're seeing guards here about every two to three blocks wow damn um you're looking around and there's a lot of faces here uh that you don't know that uh, weren't in the guards when uh you worked for them uh, there's a, a lot of uh, um, what you would consider young for being guards, um, like 17, 18 years old, whereas uh, normally they wouldn't hire guards until they were probably in their early 20s or maybe mid-20s. So you're seeing a lot here that you know don't even look like they could grow a beard, which is uh, kind of unusual. Racist. Another thing that you're going to notice as you go through town here is you are going to see um, these uh, flyers up at least, you know, one on every street corner at a block throughout the city. And you're going to notice that in, like, bright red, there's a symbol of the red talons, and the uh, words below it uh, reads in common. If you suspect something, say something. Rewards available. God damn it. Um, so you make it to the end, and you're going to see a flyer similar to that uh, on this uh, large four-story building um, that is made out of stone. Really nicely built. has a large stable in back. Um, there's also some hitching posts up front. So, as you are pulling up to it, you are going to see uh, reward posters on this uh, kind of like a bulletin board that is uh, out in front of this inn, as this is kind of like a, a hub place. Um, and it's, it's not as much like a bulletin board as it's, it's kind of like a structure. So, think of it as like a, this bulletin board that's probably about... Um, eight feet wide um, on the board part and um, about three feet tall um, that's suspended on these poles and then they've created like this roof-like shelter uh, over top of it so the postings here won't get wet. It's a gazebo. Yeah, a gazebo. If you're looking at them, you can uh, see that these are like wanted posters. And uh, there's several here out of about Probably 75% uh, percent of the, the space here are wanted posters. Um, and then there's also, you know, like another thing that's like odd jobs and stuff that people can take. And there's one that's a, a flyer uh, advertising uh, this bard that you've never heard of named Phineas, um, who's a gnome that's performing at this inn uh, for the next couple of nights. Uh, but as you're looking through the water posters and you are reading some of the descriptions, um, the only names that you recognize are uh, Sish 
and it gives a description of this black dragonborn. And then you're also going to notice uh, Alexander Mossbridge and Juliet Starstorm. And then there's also uh, descriptions, although there's not names, of Alunidas, Talia, and Turin. Uh, how close in likeness is the one closer to myself? Reading the description, it's pretty spot on, but there's not actually like a illustration. Okay. And uh, I would assume that like blonde hair and stuff is kind of average, right? Like it's not very uncommon. Uh, here in Kala, it uh, people here are a little bit more darker complected and have darker hair. Okay, that makes sense. And does it notate me as a bard? Uh, it does not. Okay, got it. Does it mention Nalunadas is a monk, or does it just describe him as an elf? It describes you as an elf. It, it doesn't. Oh, hat. Yeah, I mean. I don't think uh, with this that, you know, there wouldn't be descriptions here unless you were something like a, a renowned fighter or if you were a wizard. That's something that would probably be of note, but like, you know, somebody who, you know, is a sellsword or whatever that might be mentioned. But nothing about like what you do as profession here would probably stick out to most people because people would be like, oh, well, is he a monk? Is he not? Or is somebody a thief or not? Uh, but it does have a, a pretty accurate description of you, but not with your dark hair. And a description of a uh, Talia as a small girl with your description. And then a description of Turin, which if you remember, that was the barbarian that traveled with you to Bonebreaker's Keep. Guy who was totally caught by his dead wife. Oh yeah, he's super dead too. His wife, he's his dead? undead wife, ate him. Ah, uh, that's canon. It's the cost of doing business, I guess. Yep. Careful what you wish for. All right, so uh, we'll say that you all go to the st uh, you go to the stables and uh, you pay one of the. Uh, stable hands here to uh, look after your horses and your cart assuming that you're uh, moving your stuff into the inn and uh, finding or renting a room Indeed. Yep. alright so uh, you walk into the inn and uh, there's these large double doors that uh, are currently open to uh, let the uh, fresh air in but uh, as you walk inside it's a really nice place. There's wooden floors. There's not sawdust on the floor as some of the other ends that you've been inside. Um, there's these well-made uh, kind of like bench tables and chairs. Um, the lighting inside here is um, coming from these uh, kind of like a, a wagon wheel chandeliers that have candles on top of them. So it's very... Uh, has this nice uh, warm ambience to it um, inside currently um, you think this has enough to seat maybe 40 people or so um, but at this time of day um, you're only going to see uh, two groups of people um, apparently having some uh, some breakfast in their uh, uh, breakfast ale uh, towards the back of the inn um, you're going to see this uh, long, well-made, polished bar 
um, with this uh, blonde elf um, who is behind it. Um, she appears to be, if you were looking at them in human years, um, maybe about 30 years old, but uh, Alunados, you knowing um, what elves look like, you would know that she's probably um, in her early 100s. She's quite beautiful. So fairly young then. Don't you dare stare at her. Why would I do that? Alunados, we need to teach you stuff. I know lots of things. You're taken. And the... Who who would I talk to to set up rooms? Would it just be the, uh, the barkeep? Um, that's the only person so far in here that you see is working. There's no, like, uh, serving people or anywhere, uh, anyone dancing around at this point. Okay, I'll walk up to the, the barkeep and ask, uh, uh, me and my companions are trying to rent some rooms. Who should I talk to about that? Oh, that would be me. My name is Mr. Salundra, and welcome to the Fortune's Favor. Yeah, nice to meet you. Um, so, we're trying, I, would, I think we're trying to rent out uh, two rooms, uh, two beds apiece, and then uh, we have a carriage that we need, a carriage and uh, a, f- a couple of horses to round up. Well, that shouldn't be an issue. Um, how long do you expect your stay to be? Uh, let's say uh, three days for now, and then we'll renew it if need be. All right, so three days for two rooms and uh, stabling your animals. Um, altogether, that would be um, 35 gold. Uh, okay, uh, do you think we could probably get a discount? I am I'm a bit talented with like musical instruments. Maybe I could do a performance or something to lower the bid. Um, I'm sorry, we're actually all booked out. I don't know if you saw the sign out night, but outside, but uh, Phineas the Bard will be performing here for the next week. That's reasonable enough. Uh, I'll pay her. You're human, so you don't seem that old, so I don't believe you qualify for our senior discount or the Triple C <laughs> Travelers uh, discount, so unless you have that. Do you happen to have uh, Triple C? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry then, but we don't currently have any other discounts available. That's reasonable enough. Uh, would you like your mills included? Uh, sure. That'd be good for us. Um, Falls, you said two rooms. How many people do you have? We have four people. All right, so that'll be, um... And she does the math for a second. She says, uh, that'll be a, uh, an extra five gold from the mills for the uh, three days. We serve them three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, I'll go and hand over 40 gold. Okay. So uh, she scrapes the gold uh, across the table and puts it into a uh, a box um, that she pulls out from behind the uh, the bar. And um, she walks over to um, the back of the bar where these glasses are and there's like this little um, um, cabinet they're like a medicine cabinet that's uh, made out of wood and she opens it up and pulls out two keys and hands them to you and says uh, um, here you go uh, the rooms are up on the third floor the uh, room numbers are marked on the keys please let us know if there's uh, anything else we can help you with you got it thank you 
and I'll head over to the party. Enjoy your stay. Thank you. I'll walk over, uh, hand one key over to Juliet. Uh, I got two rooms, two beds apiece. Uh, here's one for you, Juliet, for you and Talia. Then me and uh, me and Chief here can take the other. Thank you. Um, that's that will suffice. All right. So we'll say you go up to your rooms and uh, settle in. Um, they're pretty nice. The um, they've all got um, like silvered mirrors in it, um, which you haven't seen in a lot of the uh, cheaper inns that you stayed in. Uh, nice porcelain wash basins, uh, porcelain uh, chamber pot. Um, the uh, linens here on the bed, um, while not like fine silks, are uh, pretty serviceable uh, linens. Uh, there's even, uh, you know, nice um, down feather pillows instead of some of the uh, uh, like wool stuff pillows that you've uh, had in some places. Uh, there's even uh, some art on the walls of uh, landscapes of. Uh, of the uh, sea and boats in the docks that you uh, recognize as the uh, the northern docks here in Kala. Cool, fancy. Um, so at this point, um, by the time that you've gone across the city after leaving the docks, um, we'll say it's probably about 11 a.m. now. Um, currently, as we are moving on towards the end of fall here, it doesn't um, affect Kala as much because it's kind of more on the uh, what would be the equator of uh, Suel um, but it does get dark slightly earlier so um, you have you think probably until about 6.30 or 6.45 for the sun to go down and at that point you know from the guards that there is a curfew Okay, um, I'm going to go to uh, Juliet real quick uh, and take out the Oracle statue. Be like, hey, uh, since we're here to try and help you for the most part on our way down, uh, do you want to ask the question to try and find who you're looking for? Um, sure, though I'm not quite sure what question I should ask maybe try and narrow down the place where they could be like are your parents and uh the um like the government district or is it near the nearby the slums or by the north uh north port south port which prison are they being held in etc uh juliet would know that there is um only one like prison slash jail here that would serve um, the people that would be like short term and then there's people here that would be longer term the people that they just don't outright execute um, it's called the locker and it is up here um, by the garrison so here's the garrison where is the uh, the headquarters for the guards and where they store all their equipment horses and here is the uh, locker, which is the uh, prison. You are currently good. here by the uh, Temple District. Okay, uh, Julia is going to ask, are my parents imprisoned? Um, so you ask the question and the purple clouds 
up here on the surface of the, the sphere that this uh, silver elven woman statue is holding above her head. And uh, after a while, they reform into the words, it's unclear. Shit. Which, by your experience of using this thing so far, to you, that means that... Well, there could be a couple of interpretations of this, um, but you know one is that um, they may not be on this plane. Uh, you know that another one uh, would be that um, something is shielding it from scrying, or they could be dead. Yeah, all those things are possible. Shit. Okay, so I wasn't able to narrow down um, anything. But I do know places we do can you, or that. What's that? Okay. I was going to ask if you had any spells that could help us search. Or are we going to have to hoof it? I think we're going to have to hoof it. I can't think of any spells that would help me right now. Detect magic? Detect parents? Detect parents? Um, detect it's not parents. a spell. I think it's like fourth level, isn't it? <laughs> fourth level uh, ranger spell protection from bad parenting you know that's a cleric spell um I, I searched there nothing comes up under the word parent <laughs> <laughs> alright so how would you like to proceed you think you've got probably about seven and a half hours before sunset Angel, do you think they would probably have a public roster of a who of who's imprisoned at the moment? Maybe we could go ask like a magistrate or something. That's a possibility. It would look a little suspicious, I would think, but it's I mean, I an option. Uh, Juliet, as a guard, you would know that there would be public records of anyone who was imprisoned, what they were imprisoned for. Um, that would be in the clerk's office uh, in the garrison. Um, you would also know that after you know a, a couple of weeks, um, those uh, files would be like duplicated and sent to the uh, the city clerk's office uh, for uh, retention and archiving. And where is the clerk's office? Uh, that would be up here in the uh, government district. Uh, it would actually be um, not too far away. Um, this is the the council building, and then the clerk's office is over here. Maybe okay. Talia can sneak in and find them. But why? Why do we need to sneak in? Because we don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Attention Getting caught bad. sneaking in would draw attention, whereas... I, do we know if we can just request information? Yeah, it's public. Juliet, you would know that for the most part, um, people, when they go to the clerk's office, they're looking for information about uh, maybe deeds and lineages and birthrights and um, property rights and, and things of that nature. Um, you would think that it might be unusual for someone going there looking for arrest records unless you were like a barrister okay what about if you're looking for like the property rights of the people who are like 
finding out if you can take their property since they've been arrested and what are they arrested for and is it something that you Talia is looking for investment opportunities (laughs) Uh, to see if there was like a lien on the property or something Um, that's actually like a really good idea Um, so Juliet you would also if you're saying this to Juliet Juliet would know that if you know someone who has been imprisoned here um, for a long time and you know that your parents may have been you know imprisoned here for over a year which means their taxes would have been due and if uh, your parents didn't pay their taxes there would probably be like a lien or uh, auction on their property um, from the city uh, to sell it off um, so there would definitely be records of that in the uh, the tax uh, office of the uh, clerk's office here. Perfect. Fantasy actuary. Okay, so here's my thought, and stop me if I'm not making any sense or you have something to add. Um, we go in there posing as people who are interested in buying the Starstorm property, um, maybe as debt collectors. Um, I, mean, I could. Uh, I have an idea. So there's. It's a pretty big town. We can go to like a tailor or something and buy some pretty nice clothing. I can go in there because uh, I don't think a group of like four people is gonna be very innocuous. Uh, I can dress up, go in, and ask and if anything goes crazy. I can. Uh, I can figure it out from there. Here's a, a crazy idea, and if Kevin doesn't like it, then it's probably a good one. Um, what if we actually hired a lawyer, pretended to be interested in buying the property, and he goes and finds out what's going on with them, and then we are never seen, but the lawyer will come back and report to us. And also... I don't think we should just look for the Starstorm property. That would be suspicious. I think we should go for any property seized or what have you by the city in the last few years. More records for us to look through, but all less screening out we're interested in this wanted criminal connected to the Red Talents. Yeah. But I do love but like, that lawyer. Hire someone else to do the dirty work for us. Lawyers are basically like wizards of city. I mean, I think that's a great idea. Well, then it is a great idea. It's just if Kevin loves the idea, it's a great idea. If he hates the idea, it's a better idea. (laughs) Exactly. uh, Juliet, uh, you would actually know from your time in the guard someone who is, let's say, morally flexible. Moral, morally flexible and kind of like skeezy enough that you know if you paid him money there probably wouldn't be any questions asked whatsoever his uh, name Barrister is Eli. his name is uh, Franklin Mint barrister at law and personal injury and he has a uh, office over here by the uh, the government district uh, you've had dealings with him before, uh, as he's been a representative of uh, some of the scumbags that you've arrested in the city, and uh, you don't really like him. 
but in this uh, case, you think he might be perfect for a mission like this. Well, there's a man who I do not like we could hire. Um, a lawyer of some ill repute. That's good enough for me. He, he's not cheap, though. And keeping this quiet will probably cost extra. I mean, I don't think we're trifled with money at the moment, are we? Yeah, unless he asks, like, an exorbitant amount of money, I can probably cover it. Yeah, Talia's got lots of money. To be fair, I just want to be clear, like, out of character, the 500 plat that I was given, uh, that's totally the party's money, but it's in my inventory because I had, because it was given to me. You you just never told anybody about it, which is why none of us know. (laughs) Oh shit, did I not? I thought he did that in front of people. Well, he did it in front of all of us. But it yeah. was for your boots, so I don't know if Tali would really think of that as party money. Uh, you loved those boots. I did love those boots. Um, <laughs> I miss those boots. They made me super stealthy. Even more than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> you could roll, even if even a crit fail would be like a 15 with those boots. Yeah, it's like an 11 now. Anyway, um, so we do have money, and unless it's, like, a stupid amount of money, we should be able to cover it. So I think that this is a great course of action to keep us out of trouble, because I don't feel like fighting the entire guard force and dying, and then having to start this whole campaign over again. Well, most of them are probably, like, half-level, because they're all young and untrained, but, you know, I'm just saying it wouldn't be that hard to kill them all. Yeah, but it's like a horse-sized duck versus the hundred duck-sized horses like the duck-sized horses would kill you just by sheer number alone not me i'm fast (laughs) yeah so uh game plan go by that skeezy lawyer have him look into the property for us maybe an extra one or two so we don't draw suspicion no literally any um, property that has been seized uh by the government from criminals to see if there's anything available for us to purchase because we're a little family now and we want a home of our own but we want it on the cheap or because we're just evil capitalist bastards and we're looking to make money i don't think our motives matter if he's not gonna ask questions fair i do have a question though um if we try to hide our motives in some way shape or form how are we specifically going to ask for the Starstorm household? I mean, we're well, just we don't have to specifically it. ask. If if he brings us he back, he gets all the records. We look through them. Yeah. Well, he gets the records, and then we can uh, ask him to get specifics on the one as a particular, so that way we don't he doesn't overlook it in some way. Like, what if it's been bought already, and the records are already uh, routed over? You know. Or, I mean, you could ask for a specific part of town. I mean, obviously, Juliet knows where her parents live, which is down here in this area right here. So we ask for that specific part of town because we want to be slumlords. (laughs) And that's the uh, called the Lower South Ward. We're looking to invest in properties and maybe even actually buy a couple, you know, to cover our tracks and have some extra income. Slumlord. Uh, okay, so we can do that today. Just a heads up, I've bought the rooms for three days, um, so we can have we can hire him today. He should be able to look into it by tomorrow, and then uh, 
we can figure out a course of action and maybe find some clues uh, on the scene of like where they went or like through the records where they are. And it's entirely possible that they're just at home. I'd like to go over there and at least check. And I will go check in on the Red Talons. Do we have we heard about the fate of the Red Talons here? Did because I know out of character that the that, that the greasy palm has been destroyed, but I don't I don't know if the characters know about. That. Uh, I don't think they would because you haven't really heard any news out of Kala except for the time that you met those. Um, Adventurers who were transporting the uh, the Manticore from the uh, uh, Fadel area to the Isle of Insight. Um, we're talking about the uh, attack on. And Cole uh, bragged, or cool, or Cole. Yeah, well, I mean, Cole bragged, bragged about the the parents, but you haven't really heard a lot of news about what happened to the Red Talons there, um, other than. Um, hearing that the Temple of Arathis was burned down and then there was some retribution from the Vanguard. Okay. And also, Talia can maybe look for a whatchamacallit thing. Vision would call it. Think about Bob. Thieves Guild. A what? Thieves Guild. Oh, right. Looks for, look for some, some thieves can't see if I can find a guild. Yes. Got it. Okay, so uh, me and Juliet are going to go check out the house to see if anything's crazy happened. Um... Uh, Lunas, you'll head over to the Red Talons uh, to see if there's any news or updates in the city that we should know about. And Talia, what do you want to do? Do you want to stick around and train your dog or something? No, I'm going to look for some. Yeah, I'm going to look for some uh, thieves. Can't see if I can find a thieves guild. Reasonable enough. And I guess Alexander should be the one to go hire Franklin. Well. If they're at the home, I don't think that's necessary. So I was just going to go to Juliet to see how that turned out. Because uh, my action going forward depends on it. And also, what if there's people that are looking for uh, for people looking to the house nearby? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. So it sounds like we've got a plan. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I will. Mine's what? likely to be the shortest, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, so, so what Luno is... is going to, well, dressed up as a high elf, basically, disguised as a high elf, is going to wander his way down, I guess it was south, to where the Greasy Palm was. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and it's down here in this block. Okay, so... Um, he, he's looking for a, a massage while he's carrying down. Okay, so it only takes you about uh, 15 minutes to find the place. Um you come up to the building here and it has been boarded up um, there are warning signs saying that the, the property has been condemned and you're also going to see on the, uh, the front door of this place they've taken like this uh, uh, plat of wood and put over top of it uh, nailed it to keep the door shut and someone has gone through here and graffitied a uh, red talon symbol on the front door. Okay, um, that confirms that the red talon base here has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. It does. The, uh, what's your passive perception? 16. Okay. Um, yes, 16. So, like, how are you... Are you just, like, walking up 
to this place and going up to the front door and looking at it or are you looking at it from across the street or down the block or what are you doing well i'm saying you no know, he didn't know so he was expecting to just be able to walk up walk in but i'm guessing he would notice it was suspicious from a fair distance and would slow down and be more unobtrusive okay um rather than just sort of walking up and peering through the windows of the place that's obviously been locked up so uh so the okay so as you are uh you know, mosing your way through here and maybe kind of being uh looking out of at the court out of the corner of your eye to uh, not draw suspicion uh you are going to notice um someone who is appears to be like homeless uh, that is in a alley across the street um, that uh, is begging. But uh, give me an inside check. Ooh, I think I know what this is. 14. Um, you are going to notice for there's something that's like in the back of your mind. It's like something's not right about that person. And then it comes to you that you know this is a human man who appears to be in his like late 30s, but he's fairly well shaven. He's got like a little bit of a five o'clock shadow, uh, but you think that's like kind of odd for like a beggar, you know, to be out here, you know, hanging out near an alley and uh, being as clean shaven as he is. Um, you also notice that uh, he's, uh, he, he doesn't have like the, the weathered look that you would think that someone who is out in the elements all the time uh, would have from uh, your experience of uh, you know, the humans that you've met out here who spend a lot of time out in the elements. And uh, he looks fairly well fed. I am going to get him a gold piece. Okay. Say, here brother, you need this, I think. I thank you for I your mercy, sir. And to walk then I'm gonna walk away. Okay. Slowly mosey my way back up. As you're walking away, give me a uh, give me a perception check. Active perception. Twenty-one. Um. So as you're walking away, you pass another alley on the same street as uh, or near the uh, the greasy palm, and you are going to see a a short stack stature figure in a cloak um, walking down the alley that kind of noted is like has peered out and noticed you um, talking to that beggar and as you walk you're going to see that uh, figure come out of the alley and uh, you've got a pretty good idea or a pretty good feeling that uh, they're following you I think I'll take them on a long tour of the city. Okay. So I can acquaint myself. <laughs> um, wander all over the city. Are you trying to lose them or? Not really. I'm just going to walk for a very long time. Hopefully they get bored. If not, then I will have occupied them all day. And eventually I might have to you know, slip into an alley, use my ring to change my disguise. Okay. Give me another perception check. All right, so you walk for about an hour, and you um, see this figure every now and then, um, 
still following you. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see uh, them because they're they're very uh, short, and you're not getting a, a good look at them. Um, but they've got this uh, forest green coat and uh, cloak and hood um, that you're able to, to pick out. Um, sometimes they'll stop for a second and um, fall back and then catch up to you eventually. It seems like they're trying to uh, uh, be discreet about following you. Uh, so that goes on for about another hour. Um, how long are you going to walk? Um, let's see. It is early morning. It's about it's now noon about at this noon. point. Yeah. Well, it's about one at this point after the okay. the hour that you've been walking. Hmm. Okay. That and I'm going to keep on walking till about two o'clock. See if they. Uh, I'll keep going for another hour and see if they keep following. Okay. Give me if another perception do. check. All right. Nine. Uh. Yep. Um. They've fallen back a little bit more as the, um, like the streets, um, people are having like their, their midday meal and the, the streets aren't as crowded. So you see them stopping at stalls every now and then, um, and then, you know, maybe falling back for a little bit, um, but eventually they catch back up and, uh, you still see them. All right. I am going to go through a crowded marketplace. I can find one. Let's see. Um, should be one. Looks like up there. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, can I head up there? Find myself a nice big crowd. Um, duck through. Not duck. Walk through. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm going to shift my disguise to that of a human. Okay. Duck into an alley and sprint because I think that's super fast. Uh, give me a stealth check. This will not go as well. Seven. <laughs> you duck into an alley and you start running and you change your disguise and you, you keep up. How long are you going to keep the run up? Um, until I lose him, I think. Or until I think I've lost him. Okay. So you run down through some alleys. Uh, you turn a corner and you still see this figure. Um, much further behind you now because you're a monk and you can haul ass um, but it doesn't yeah, look speed. like you've lost them. My base speed is 12 now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're going to come out of an alley still at a full run and then uh, you're going to uh, pass a guard who yells out to you and says Hey! What's the hurry? Stop! Uh, let's see. There's a man following me. I'm going to stop and say to the guard, there's a man following me. I'm worried that he might have evil intentions. Well, well, as Back he there. like loosens, uh, he's got a spear and like he loose, takes it off of his shoulder and uh, plants it down, starts looking around and you stay over there and you point and there's uh, nobody there currently. He's following chasing me. Goodness, I saw you. I'm going to go. He is very well. Well, wait up here a second. Yeah. What, what's your name? Buck. Buck. Buck what? Tindall. And are you a resident of the city? No, I just arrived in today. What's your business? I came here looking to purchase properties. Give me a deception check. 
That's true. Well, no, it's not. He looks at you and says, You don't look like the kind of person who's got the coin to buy properties here in Colorado. Oh, well, I'm walking around alone. I don't want to draw attention to myself that way. Especially if people are going to be chasing me like this. How are you currently dressed? I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking just regular clothes. That's what I thought. Um, so, uh, fancy. gives you this, like, side eye, and he says, uh, Come over here and put your hands up against the wall. And I think that's when he started following me. Come over here and put your hands up against the wall. I'm going to set you for weapons. What? This is an outrage. But, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I will do that. Because I'm not caring. Okay, so you get up against... I am the weapon. He, uh, you get up against the wall and he starts uh, patting you down. Um, your arms and your, your torso and your legs and, and uh, your boots and pieces. Okay. Well, I don't have any reason to detain you, so be on your way, but slow down. You're liable to run into a kid and knock him ass over a tea kettle. And then we'll have a problem. I'm going to go on my way. Okay. Quickly, but not running. Okay. Um... So, where are you headed now? Back to the end. Okay. Let's go. Did I lose the guy? Uh, give not. me a perception check. 15. Um, you don't see him or her. Alright. Went ahead back toward the end. Um, circuitous route, trying to lose people. Walking, but quickly. And I'm going to shift my disguise again back to me. Okay. Oh, person Buck was when he first showed up in the scene. Alright. So you make it back to the inn. Uh, by this time, uh, everybody else is uh, has already left to go on their tasks. So who wants to go next? Let's go with Talia. I'm interested yeah, to next. see what happens. Alright, Talia, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to disguise myself as a 16 year oldish boy uh, using disguise self and just take a walk around looking for some thieves can't okay uh, give me a well bef- before we start doing checks uh, where are you going to look for this um where are we right now uh, you are currently like right here oh there this is I the knew southern this corner I just couldn't remember yeah, so you're here. The Southern Docks District's here. Over here is where the Greasy Palm was. This is the South Ward where uh, Juliet's from. Government District. Um, Market District's up here. Uh, and this is the Temple District and North Docks. I will look around the South Docks okay. area and then head to the North Docks because like, that seems like a where thieves would be interested in. So I'll like walk down to kind of like look at merchants by the docks and you know that'll be the cover or whatever and uh, keep an eye out for thieves can't and then make my way up um, kind of in Alright, so uh, you make it to Okay, so we'll say you start down here in the southern docks 
Um, give me a perception check. Um, even with that low of a roll, um, you are going to start seeing uh, thieves can uh, like all over the southern docks. Um, you're going to um, see information about you know. Um, here's a place where that's basically like a uh, uh, like a underground doctor. So like if this is a, you would know this would be like a place that if like you got hurt or you know if you got stabbed or something, here's a place where you could go to get fixed up. Um, you are going to see uh, a similar symbol, but a little bit different um, than you saw in uh, Hedgedale for a fence. Um, you're actually going to see a couple of those. Um, you're also going to see one that um, would uh, equate to, you know, here's a place where you can find work. Okay, anything else? Um, that's about it as far as, like, what you would be interested in. Um, there's other, you know, places that you'll see marks that's like, hey, this is a easy mark for shoplifting. You know, here's another one that's like a... You know, an, an easy mark um, for, like, you know, stealing stuff out of their, their inventory, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to simply take note of, like, where the doctor is. I will take note of where the doctor and the fences are and then head back to the hotel room. Okay. Because that's mostly the information that I wanted was if we're in trouble in the city, where can we go where we can safely get help okay um so you're just going to do like the southern docks get that information and then head back to your room yeah okay so we'll say that takes you all probably about uh two hours to go down there look around and then come back all right i will remove two spell slots from my thing okay uh all right who's next let's do uh let's uh let's do alexander uh, Alexander and Juliet are going together. They're oh okay. Yeah, I am following Juliet's lead. Okay, so first thing we go check on the house. If they're there, then no problems. Everything's fine. Um, if not, we go find the lawyer. Sound good? Easy day. Keep your eyes peeled for um anything. Well, I see anything everywhere. Then I guess be extra vigilant. I am made of vigil. Alright. So, where are you headed first? Uh, headed to Juliet's house. Uh, or at least where her parents live now. Um, that's in the lower east ward, is it? Uh, the lower south ward. South ward, that's what it was. So, uh, they actually, um, you make your way and, um, the houses down here are really crowded once you get to the, uh, the south ward. Um, so at this point you've gone off of the uh, the, the main paved streets to some of the, uh, the dirt streets here um, it's rained earlier this morning so uh, the ground here is a little muddy um, you make your way south and then you're going to turn yourself uh, left uh, onto uh, the street called Shell Street you're you know it's very familiar to you you know you've lived here for you know most of your life and it's you're almost on automatic pilot like walking up to this thing so you turn left onto shell street you go up about um 20 buildings 
and you are going to see the uh, this uh, one house that you grew up in. It's a one-story house. It looks like it's all of about uh, maybe a hundred uh, or maybe about uh, two hundred square feet. It's not very large. Um, looks fairly well built and decently in shape, but you're going to notice that uh, some of the beautiful landscaping um, that your mother had done, um, she was very proud of the little patch of uh, um, property that they had around the house, even though it was probably only seven feet all the way around the house from your front yard, side yards, and to the back before you ran into somebody else's property. Um, but uh, all the flowers here uh, have grown up and died and been uh, overtaken with weeds. Dang. You can notice that from probably about uh, 50 yards away as you approach it. Place looks like it hasn't been taken care of in a while. That's not good. Yeah, dilapidation is not the best. Well, um. Maybe, maybe they were reverse gentrifying. <laughs> maybe you could um, come with me as one I knock on the door. Sounds good to me. Alright, so Juliet is going to, with Alexander, uh, walk up to the house and gently knock on the door. Uh, are you still in your uh, same disguises? Yes. Okay. Yep. You walk up to the house, and uh, as you get closer, um, and then, you know, it's not far off the, uh, the road here to get to the door, you're going to notice that... Um, there's two planks of wood that have been nailed on either side of the door, and the okay. uh, the windows, the shutters here have been closed, um, and those appear to have a piece of wood diagonally across uh, uh, both windows out here in front that have uh, been nailed shut. Yeah, it doesn't look like anybody's here, but I'm sure we can find a way in. Um, we don't necessarily have to sneak in. I'm trying to already know that they're not here. Is there a back door? Um, I don't believe so. Uh, windows on the back side? I don't know. I don't know what my house looks like, Kevin. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got a back door, and it's got um, windows okay, on the side sure, and the then. back. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe it does have a back door. Um, we can try that. Yeah, I feel like, uh, prying our way through the back door is, uh, less uh, incriminating than doing it in the broad daylight of the front side. That's a good idea. Um, so let's go around. We're going to go around to the back and uh, try and see if the door is open or if it's all boarded up. Okay, so uh, you walk between the, uh, the houses here uh, through the weeds um, to the back door and you see that there is uh, one plank of wood that has been uh, nailed diagonally across the door to keep it closed and the uh as you're walking around the side of this you notice that the windows have also been shuttered and nailed shut with a plank of wood do you just want to try and yank off the board um why not yes uh i'll try uh julia is going to try and yank off the board to get access to the house okay uh give me a strength check uh, an 18. Uh, yeah, so you have no problem um, pulling off the uh, the board to the uh, the door here. 
Um, it does make a, a pretty large creak and uh, snapping sound as uh, part of the, the board here it hasn't broken all the way through, but it uh, has snapped. So you pull that off and uh, you try the door and it is locked. Oh. Do you have any spells to help with that? Or you could bash it. Yeah. That's super loud. On the one hand, I don't want to damage my house. On the other hand, uh, I do want to get in. So yeah, uh, Juliet's going to bash it since I don't have spells to unlock it. Okay, give me another shot. You don't have check. a key to your parents' house? Well, it's it's been a very long time. <laughs> I live in the guards, like the barracks. Just asking. 20. Um, you know from uh, your time living here that the, the lock on the back door wasn't very strong. Usually when there's like a crossboard on the inside of the house that you don't feel as you lean into this thing. It's like the, 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 the lock near the knob is like a really crappy lock and you're able to not even put that much effort um, to uh, break it and go inside the house. Are you going in? Yep. I'll follow behind. Uh, quick question. Hey, yep. Julia. Uh, do you have a mage hand? I do. Why? Can you mage hand on the other side and then oh, unlock the door? Um, no, it has to be in direct line of sight. Hmm, that makes sense. Even something like a pane of glass blocks it. Alright, so um, you walk inside the, the house here and uh, it's pretty dark. Um, the first thing that hits you is the smell in here and it is extremely stuffy. Um, like these doors and windows haven't been open for quite a while and uh, there's some moisture that's built up inside um, you're also going to get the hint of like long decayed food um, as this uh, house isn't that big the uh, kind of like the, the living area and eating area and kitchen are uh, all the same room with uh uh, another room off of uh, off of it that was kind of like the uh, the bed chamber where you all slept. Um, you were going to look around and you were going to see um, some long rotted food um, that was on this table here. Um, it looks like um, the table was set for two people. Um, it doesn't look like it's really been touched. Um, you're still going to see some uh, some pots with uh, long decayed food inside them on the uh, small wooden stove that you have in the uh, the kitchen area here. There's also um, some uh, vegetables and stuff that have like long since like uh, desiccated that are on like this little prep area uh, in the kitchen here. Um, so you think that uh, whatever happened, like something happened where they were in the, the middle of their, their meal after cooking and then they didn't eat. And then as you make your way inside further, um, you are going to see where this house has just been turned over. Um, 
you know any books or papers um, are they've been gone through and scattered throughout the, uh, the living area here without any care um, the furniture that you have in here uh, there was a uh, like two chairs um, with cushions and those appear to have been cut open um, you're going to find um, boxes um, that may have had like keepsakes uh, in them that have been turned over um, there's broken um, jars and vases on the floor you go back to the bedroom and it looks much the same the mattress um, back here has been uh, cut open and the straw contents that were inside have been scattered all over the room yeah it's somebody's come in here and thoroughly searched the place and just torn it up uh okay just a quick thing i'd like to preface that with uh, a cast light on my magical instrument okay just so that we can see inside Angela, this place looks uh pretty fucking rough your parents uh, were I, slobs i noticed <laughs> it's um a I suppose they must have gone through it with a fine tooth comb searching for me us probably connections to the red towns yeah um look maybe we can just go to the lores I'm not I'm not feeling it right now um this is this is kind of upsetting to me to see everything torn apart for sure let's go uh get the lawyer to get more information on it okay you finish up in your uh your home here and you're leaving out the back uh yes okay yep and um, we're closing the door behind us okay i guess like and trying to put the the wood back up to make it look like it hasn't yeah. been broken in <laughs> one second let me see the specifics of mending Ooh. yes mending would definitely work on it Okay, I'd like to use mending on the plank of wood. So uh, you cast the spell, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Looks like uh, no one's uh, broken the wood here. Easy day. Let's uh, let's go hire a skeezy lawyer. Okay. So you're leaving out of here. Are you headed back out onto the street? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, Juliet and Alexander, could you please tell me what your passive perceptions are? For sure. Mine is, uh, my passive is 14. Oh, nice. I'm sorry, what was that again? Uh, 14 for me, 10 for Juliet, I believe. Okay. Yep. Um, so as you get back out on the street, um, Alexander, you are going to look around and about two houses down on the opposite side of the street, you're going to notice someone um looking out the window at you uh okay i will uh i'll nudge juliet and uh whisper behind her hey there's somebody that saw us when you get out of here that that is not good um let's let's go quickly then all right so uh you're picking up the pace walking down the street um are you headed to the lawyer's Yes. Okay. I need both of you. Let's say you make it uh, probably about halfway down the street here, which is probably about five blocks. Uh, both of you give me uh, perception checks. 
23. All right. So uh, you make it about five blocks, and Alexander, you're going to turn and look over your shoulder, and you are going to uh, notice a figure, probably about the size of a, uh, a human or a half-elf in a uh, dark cloak uh, walking down the street towards you. Uh, okay, quick question. Can you ping on the map where we are right now? Currently, you would be about right here. Well, no, you'd be this way because you're going back the opposite direction to get back out on the street, right? So here's Juliet's house. So you are probably about right here in this area before you turn out onto the uh, main street to the right. Okay, got it. Um, and I don't happen to recognize the person in the black cloak, do I? Uh, give me a perception check. You got it. It's like a charcoal grape. Okay, 16. Um, no, I mean, they're kind of, you know, too far away at this point, and you're just glancing over your shoulder trying to be nonchalant, and, uh, they've got their, uh, hood up. But you get the sense that, uh, the way that they are, uh, carrying themselves, um, it's probably, and by the shape of them, it's probably either like a human or half-elf female or a elf. Okay. Um, And how far back are they? Sorry. Uh, At this point, um, they're probably about four blocks away. Um, So that's probably maybe like 250 feet. Okay. That's reasonable. Um, As we're walking forward, and would you mind pinging where the uh, lawyer's place is again? He's on the... uh, the north side, right? Yeah, he's okay. up here near the uh, government district on the, uh, that would be the eastern side of it before you start hitting the uh, main roads that come south out of the uh, garrison. Okay, that makes sense. And our hotel is like right here? Correct. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to uh, get a bit close to Juliet and be like, hey, don't look behind us, but uh, there's somebody tailing us right now. Juliet looks behind her. <laughs> you look behind her and uh are both of you are she looks behind and uh yeah. are you making like any secret of it or you're just like hey don't look over here and then you immediately look yeah immediately look kind of deal okay so you immediately look and that uh figure stops and turns towards a house and pauses oh um, i'm not suspicious you know, for a wizard type, you're uh, kind of letting me down here on the reaction portion. Oh, um, sorry, just kind of... Never mind. I'm sure whoever it is will show themselves soon enough, or whatever. Maybe they're a thug. We can take care of them. I don't know. Uh, if it, if worse rather, comes to worse, we can... Would you rather confront them now? Uh, we could, but who knows if they have more people following them. I don't think in a city full of guards it's uh, good to be making random enemies. But this person doesn't look like a guard. They certainly don't act like one, right, if they're following us. I don't know. Uh, do you think it's a good idea to just turn around and confront them? Why not? Um, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, worst case scenario, we can just uh, teleport out of here at Dimension Door. Sounds good. Okay, uh, I'm going to turn around and start making my way towards the person in the, in the cloak. Okay. Juliet will accompany him. 
So uh, you turn around and you start walking about, you make it about uh, 20 feet back towards the direction of uh, where you walked and that you're going to see that cloak figure um, walk uh, between these houses here where it, uh, they paused and disappear out of sight. Uh, I'll follow suit and go after. Okay. Yep. Let's follow. So, uh, are you running down the street here or are you like walking at a normal pace to get to that point? Uh, just walking at a normal pace. Okay. So, uh, does it take you but about a, a minute to make it to, um, where you think this house is, where they disappeared, uh, behind and you look between the houses and you don't see anybody. Do I notice any tracks? Uh, give me a survival check. 15. Um, yeah, so where it had uh, rained earlier in the day and the streets here are kind of muddy, um, there's a little bit of like this uh, brown grass uh, between houses here, uh, but you're able to clearly make out a, uh, a footprints um, that appear to be pretty fresh of... Uh, who you think is probably matching the uh, the same uh, size of this uh, uh, person who walked between the buildings here. Okay, I'm going to look towards Juliet and nod uh, towards the direction the track leads and start walking off. Good eye. Okay, so uh, you're walking between the houses here? Yep. Okay, so uh, you make it past the, the first house here. And then you're going to see the tracks go behind that house. Um, and then down uh, four more houses back towards the way where you were walking to. And then they're going to uh, turn right again back out onto uh, the street here. And uh, as you walk back out onto the street, um, there's been quite a bit of uh, traffic here. And they get lost with... Uh, um, all the other footprints even though you can make out pretty clearly Juliet's footprints because she's so much larger and is walking barefoot so she's got these big dragon born feet walking through the mud okay um give me another survival check you got a boss uh survival 20 <laughs> so uh you take a minute and you start looking through these things and uh, you think you've picked out the tracks and they turn back around um, to the right back up towards uh, that house where you turned again I will follow down the tracks okay uh, so you make it about another let's say uh, 50 feet give me another survival check 17 um, so you see those tracks go between, uh, these, uh, another set of houses. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go through between the houses and, uh, say to Juliet, let's pick it up. Let's not lose them and start, uh, running down. So, uh, you start running down here and you're following the tracks. Um, they go back down through, um, one row of these houses and, um, you reach another street. Give me another survival check. 20. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm really good at uh, the rolling dice game. 
So you you turn right and you're finding these tracks and they go back behind this one house and then you're going to get about halfway down this house and the tracks disappear. Uh, can I roll a perception check to where they might have gone? Absolutely. 15. Uh, you are looking around and you are going to see a crate behind one of these houses that has a muddy footprint on it. And uh, what's the crate by? Uh, it's behind a house, up against a house. Okay, I'm going to go over and investigate the crate, see if I can see any more tracks or if uh, there's like an entrance uh, behind the crate or something. Okay, so you go up to the crate and uh, the crate is probably about uh, four feet tall. Uh, it's got two muddy footprints on it, but you don't see anything else. Um, it's not like a like a trap door or anything behind the crate. The crate's sitting up against the house. Can I open the crate? Is it uh, nailed down? Uh, you try to open the crate and it feels like it's latched. You look around and you find a latch on it and it's got like an old rusty lock on it. Okay. Um, hey, Juliet, can you cast a tech magic real quick? Disappearing without a trace isn't really a, a dexterity based, I don't think. All right, Juliet is going to cast detect magic. All right. Um, you cast detect magic, and the only magic you are getting is off of yourself and Alexander. No, nothing, unfortunately. I guess this was a fool's errand. We could try uh, going to the lawyers and just kind of forget about this. Maybe they'll find us later. Or maybe they're just scared off. Maybe. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess this is where it ends. I guess we'll start heading back towards the lawyer. You make your way back out on the street and uh, make it out to uh, this right here. That's uh, Waterfront, Waterfront Drive. Um, and then you go up and turn north onto Garrison, uh, South Garrison Road, which is this road right here, until uh, you make it over here to the law offices of uh, Franklin Mint. Um, it is a um, two-story building. Uh, it is gray slate um, with these uh, with this uh, red-tiled roof. Um, there is a sign out in front of it uh, where he has hung his shingle that says Franklin Mint Barrister at Law and Personal Injury and I think that is probably a pretty good place to end it since we're almost at two hours good enough for Sounds me good. alright awesome that was that was a fun episode yeah it's kind of annoying that we didn't find the dude though That's all right. <laughs> I'm sure we'll he, find him eventually he climbed up on the roof he was rolling really, really high, and yes, he did climb up on the roof. Oof. Meta. Yeah, that's why the cookie crumbles, I guess. Yep, but he was he was rolling really, really high. Yeah. At least I was keeping up with them. Yeah, I mean your survival checks. I mean, damn. Yeah. Twenty, seventeen, twenty. My hot shot. I'm a skill monkey for a reason. 
Well, yeah, and it's like when you got out to that main street where all those other footprints were, I was like, okay, DC on this one's going to be 20, and bam, 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the first time I've ever actually used a survival check, besides like maybe one or two ofs before. Are you pr- uh, proficient in that, or is that the jack-of-all-trades? No, that's just the jack-of-all-trades. I think... Uh, oh, yeah, was, you rolled an 18 plus 2 on that. Yeah, I had one from Wisdom and then one from my jack. Wow. All right, so there's a lot going on in Kala right now. I'm really happy that like everybody's like, okay, we're all going to split up and we're going to go do this. And it's like, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea too. Oh, that's a great idea. We can work with that. <laughs> oh, wait, my game. idea was good? Yeah, your idea your was idea good. Your idea was great. Oh, good. I was concerned. But also... <laughs> Uh, just going around and finding places where we can get healed. Like, I didn't know what else to do since I don't really have, like, Talia doesn't want to be here. Uh, so finding places where we can get help when needed was my idea. Well, the best idea you had was, like, going and hiring this shady intermediary. Well, yeah, then you're not at risk. They are. Yep. And his catchphrase had better be, let me be frank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh he's going to be right. an interesting character yeah Dude, but i mean having an 11 oh excuse me uh but like you know your investigation so far i mean it's it's all been good ideas is like john's like okay i'm gonna go check out the former red talent base and see what's up with that even though uh he developed a tell out of it and then going and checking out Juliet's house, you know, even though you've developed a tell out of that as well. Because those are the places that would be watched. Yeah. Either by Red Talons or by guards. Yeah, hopefully my dis- 11 on deception and uh, intimidation checks should come in handy pretty soon. <laughs> well, that, you know, you, you don't know the, the motivations behind the, the people that are following you either. I mean, it could be yeah. helpful or it could be a detriment. Or they could have followed us from the dock district and want to steal from us. Could, sure. Maybe. All right. I, which is, that that's, so I'm saying that because I didn't get followed and I was not seen on the boat. Oh, that's true. That's good. That's good deducing. Yeah. But you don't know that because you weren't there. Yeah, precisely. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Foundry Occult, a true hack and slash, we do the map of Fantasy Occult. Adventuring is hard work. As you're entering the lair of a dragon, You can't afford to be spending a second thought about whether your taxes are paid up on your keep or if your monthly payment on your horse has been taken care of. I'm Terrell Silversmith of Silversmith, Silversmith & Stonegut, certified fantasy accountants, and we can take the grudgery of paying your taxes and bills off your mind. 
For a modest fee, we can make sure your mundane financial responsibilities are taken care of so you can concentrate on what really matters, saving villages and slaying monsters. We also take care of wills and estates if one of your party members should happen to fall. We can also handle insurance claims for accidental death and dismemberment. Give yourself peace of mind knowing that trained professionals have your back. Silversmith, Silversmith, and Stonegut can handle all your financial needs. Fantasy Accountants, you hack and slash, we do the math with Fantasy Accountants. The music you heard on this episode was Teller of the Tells, Crowd Hammer, and Anguish by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.